0: Mary is assumed into heaven, alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. I want to start this sermon out not thinking about Our Lady, that might sound a little odd on one of her greatest feasts, but I want you to think of Saint Therese. She told us herself that her greatest desires in life were two. One, that she always wanted to have a brother who was a priest. And secondly, that she herself always had an intense desire to be a missionary. As to the first, she had no living brother. And as to the second, she realized that the good God did not call her to the active apostolate, of the missionary life, but to a cloister in a Carmelite convent. She was not to shed her blood or to preach the gospel in foreign lands. But the good God who always knows how to grant the desires that he instills into us, found a way of fulfilling these desires in the little flower. She was chosen by the Mother Superior, Mother Agnes, to be a sort of a pen pal to not one but two missionary priests, one of them a brave missionary who went to China, and the other a timid missionary who needed the support, the prayers, of his spiritual sister. And that's how she got her brother priests. And as I said, though she was never permitted to go to the missions, she would assist these missionary priests by encouraging them in her letters, by praying for them, and by sacrificing for them. In other words, she helped the missions near and far by a hidden life dedicated to the missions. St. Therese, it is said of St. Therese the following, Therese found the one, this was the one referring to Father Rouland, who was the brave missionary to China. Therese found the one for whom she ardently prayed and could, united to him in a concrete way, set out to conquer souls. As she would later affirm in this union with Father Ruland, she, would, she imagined that she would play the biblical role of Joshua who led the fight on in the battlefield while she rejoiced in being his little Moses whose arms and heart which were sustained by Christ were continually turned towards heaven in order to obtain victory. It was in that way that she helped to spread the gospel. Then there was the naturally timid missionary. When he heard towards the end of her life that that she was sick and near death, he became so afraid because he was about to lose a sort of directress of his soul. And he feared, as timid, timid people do, he feared that he would lose the support that he needed to persevere on the rough road of the cross in missionary life." But Therese wrote back to him, "'When I shall be in port in heaven, I shall teach you, dear little brother of my soul, how you must must, uh, stay in the stormy sea of the world with the abandonment and the love of a child who knows his father loves him and would be unable to leave him In the hour of danger. And she also once said concerning the missionary priests, and I think it can be said to all missionary priests today, we are brothers on the way to heaven. She also said, I do not intend to remain inactive in heaven. My desire is to work still for the church and for souls, Are not the angels occupied with us without ever ceasing to see the divine face? Well then, why should Jesus not permit that I should imitate them? And ever since her entrance into heaven, she has been sending her shower of roses on her brother priests, helping them in all of their needs. Speaking of roses, flowers. Our Lady didn't wait long after her entrance into heaven to leave her shower of roses. When the Apostles opened her tomb to mourn her departure from this world, instead of of finding her immaculate body, they found the tomb filled with beautiful and fragrant roses, roses which were sent Teresa-like to her missionary sons, the very first apostles. But more than Therese, Our Lady was always a help in the first missions. They say that when St. James the Greater, by the way, he was actually Our Lady's favorite apostle. That's an interesting tidbit. But when St. James the Greater was in Spain, laboring to preach the gospel, the people didn't take it too well. They weren't converting and St. James was so discouraged that he was ready to leave Spain. And on that day, Our Lady, who by the way was still living on earth, in Palestine is where she was living, appeared to St. James atop of a pillar of stone and encouraged this apostle to persevere, for the Spanish people would one day convert and they would be very devout to Our Lady. And during the apostolic times, not only would she pray for the apostles in their missions and sacrifice for them, but she would actually help in other ways. That day when Saint Peter converted, five thousand converts, and then when he converted three thousand. The apostles sent the converts to Our Lady and she would instruct them in the faith and tell them all about Christ the Messiah, and then she would go to the kitchen and she would cook, and then with her own hands that held the child Jesus for all those years, She served the food to all of the converts. That's a beautiful thought and a way of helping her missionaries. Well, she has left this earth, but we have not left her heart. The curé of ours said concerning Mary, only after the last judgment will Mary get any rest From now until then, she is much too busy with her children. Now, as you all know, and it's a bittersweet time this day and tomorrow, we're sending our missionary, Father Ojeka, back to Nigeria, where there are about ten missions spread throughout the country, a seminary to run, and dangers of all sorts from robbers and even from murderers. But he goes, like the apostles, fearlessly, to preach the gospel to a land that so badly needs it. To you, the dear faithful, you can be a little bit like Saint Therese or like Our Lady. You don't have to be missionaries yourself going out to preach the gospel, but you can help in your own way. You can help especially by your prayers. You know that we have a picture in the sanctuary there above the the door on the Epistle side. The Queen of the Missions, Our Lady Queen of the Missions. Say prayers to her for all the needs of the missions everywhere, particularly in Nigeria. Offer your little daily sacrifices. For the success of these fathers preaching and do whatever you can to support them whether it be financially or otherwise. And to Father Ojeka, remember that you have a sister and a mother in heaven right now looking out for you, interceding for all of your needs and for all the work that you'll have to do back in Nigeria. Don't ever be afraid and don't ever get discouraged. As Our Lady did to St. James, so she'll come to you to encourage you on those days when you need it and to help you to persevere. But remember also, just across the pond, as they say, you have brothers and sisters right here in this church who are behind you all the way praying for you and sacrificing for you. So, I end with this. As Our Lady was assumed into heaven, still, her one desire is to see souls being saved. The means of this salvation is the priest. What is a priest but an altar Christus? another Christ. Our Lady takes the priest, especially in her care, because to her, he is another son, because he is another Christ. So let us think of these beautiful things and pray to our Queen for the needs of our missionary and for the needs of all the world. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.